In her book, Cultivating Humanity, Martha Nussbaum writes, Our primary goal should be to produce students who have knowledge of their own ignorance, both of other world cultures and of our own. This quote became reality for me this past January, when I took an Academy J-Term course about the Civil Rights Movement, in which we traveled to significant locations of the movement, such as Savannah, Georgia, and Montgomery, Alabama. While in Savannah, we had the opportunity to speak with a woman known as Sister Ross, whose ancestors had been enslaved. We were able to read their stories and engage in a discussion about how to repair racial tensions, which Sister, Sister Roz explained involves three steps, seeking truth, reconciliation, and healing. Each one must come after the other for true healing to begin. This outlook changed my perspective and helped me understand that often we remain stubborn in our own views and are unwilling to set aside our flawed perspectives on important issues, even for the sake of seeking truth. Speaking to Sister Roz and reading her stories aloud with other people opened my eyes to my own ignorance and my own lack of knowledge about black history and culture in America. This experience, along with many others on the trip, led to more discussions of justice and reparation in relation to the civil rights movement, as well as the events preceding and following it. It allowed me to contextualize what I was learning by strengthening my own humility and empathy towards my neighbor. This is what makes immersive experiences so important in the growth of a student's educational journey. As travel has become more accessible to a wider demographic over time, it has spread to the field of education. This has led to the implementation of programs known as study abroad or international education, which have become increasingly popular in our country. Even at the academy, there is a significant push to incorporate this type of learning. The recent inclusion of travel opportunities in J-term classes, such as the civil rights and the gospel one that I took, are evidence that there is something to be said about the role that immersive experiences have in the growth of the mind and soul of a student. With improvements in air travel as well as the affordability of travel in the modern age, educators are advocating for immersive study abroad programs more than ever before. It is generally held that immersive experiences are beneficial because they provide students with an embodied encounter with the subject or culture they are studying. Furthermore, immersion directly connects students to the culture they find themselves in, and the people who belong to it. Learning about others from afar, such as in a textbook, is one thing, but physically traveling to their homes is highly valuable and should be taken seriously. But what exactly do people mean by the phrase study abroad? Generally, study abroad, or international education as it is sometimes referred to, is the act of traveling internationally to continue one's educational journey, usually through a university program. It also involves immersive experiences, which are simply learning opportunities in a physical place that directly relate to a specific topic of study. For example, a student traveling to Spain to study the Spanish language might have an immersive experience like living with a Spanish-speaking host family. For me, one immersive experience in my J-term trip was walking across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, the same bridge that protesters walked across in the Selma to Montgomery March for Voting Rights. Walking the bridge that leaders like John Lewis and MLK led thousands of people over was a powerful physical embodiment of what I was learning. Many people wonder why they should even bother studying other cultures when they do not affect them personally. However, understanding diverse cultures is a universal issue and correlates to many fields of study. Everyone should strive to listen to others well and attempt to learn about cultures different than their own, rather than oversimplifying or ignoring them. As Christians, we are called to charitably love our neighbor, and this includes our neighbors in other cultures. Immersive learning is beneficial for everyone, even if it is not specifically through an international education program. Taking these things into account, today I will be arguing that immersive experiences, such as international education or study abroad, 
are essential to the human educational experience because they directly, they directly benefit the educational journey of a person, provide a broader understanding of the world around them, and increase humility toward and empathy with other world cultures. In my longer research paper, I used thorough research to prove this thesis and focused on three major points. One, that the act of traveling broadens your understanding of the world. Two, studying both non-Western and Western cultures is important as members of a global society. And three, as Christians, we are called to show humility and hospitality to our neighbors from all cultures. For the sake of time today, I will give a basic overview of each point to communicate why this issue matters to us, both as world citizens and as Christians. Traveling is an integral aspect of studying other cultures, as it allows us to broaden our understanding of the world around us. It is important to maintain an anthropological focus when traveling. What this means is that it is helpful to study the cultural patterns and traditions of a place you are visiting before even boarding a plane to travel there. As anthropologist Robert Gordon puts it, traveling brings memorable connections between observations and experiences. When we pair our own insight and perspective on another culture with their respective traditions and history, it yields far better results of empathy and understanding. Studying abroad necessarily entails traveling somewhere with the specific intent of learning, which then directly aids you in understanding the cultures you encounter. While my own travel experience in Savannah and Montgomery was not international, I definitely saw changes in my own thinking over the course of the trip. I recognized in myself an increased awareness of a culture's influence on religious faith, as well as a greater emphasis in my mind on social justice. Physically being in a place where unjust atrocities were often justified with skewed ideas about Christian theology was powerful and troubling, and something I may not have recognized as fully without the act of traveling to the sites of the civil rights movement. This type of self-reflection is often documented in trips known as pilgrimages. Because the idea of a pilgrimage seems to correlate with immersive studying and studying abroad, I have focused some of my research on this subject. In a book titled On Pilgrimage by Douglas Vest, he defines pilgrimage as a journey to a place which promises adventure, new options, change, and renewal, and more specifically to a sacred and revered place. Vest asserts that a pilgrimage requires active participation and not just spectating. Many study abroad programs and experiences would fit in with this description. In my research, many students discover that they sometimes embark on their own pilgrimage through their study abroad trip, as these programs can provide students with an eye-opening experience, both internally and interpersonally, that can lead to spiritual growth. As Christians, this could look like embarking on an international education trip to a sacred and revered place, as Vest mentioned. By doing this, one can learn about another culture while simultaneously furthering their own spiritual growth and Christian faith. Doing these things can help us broaden our understanding of the world around us. My second major point is that studying both Western and non-Western cultures is important as members of a global society. One cannot be well-rounded without taking into consideration a wide diversity of cultures. Doing so will combat both exclusivity and closed-mindedness when interactions with different cultures arise. When one studies both non-Western and Western cultures, one can gain an understanding of important psychological differences in various cultures. One example of a major psycho psychological difference in world cultures is individualism versus collectivism, according to social psychologist Geert Hofstede. Simply put, these characteristics are defined as the degree to which people in a society are integrated into groups. A more individualistic culture places a greater emphasis on being self-reliant and independent, while a more collective culture values sacrificing personal goals for the benefit of the group. 
The results of Hofstede's study showed that Western cultures scored higher in individualism, while many non-Western cultures scored higher in collectivism. In studying such differences between Western and non-Western cultures, we can see the importance of understanding one's own ignorance and lack of knowledge about others. However, it is important to, re to remember that understanding the psychology alone is not enough, as we can more fully know other people through building relationships and community with them. Another benefit to studying both Western and non-Western cultures is that it encourages loving our neighbors well by attempting to grasp their unique cultural complexities. In her chapter, The Study of Non-Western Cultures, Martha Nussbaum's main point is that we often oversimplify other cultures rather than attempt to grasp their complexities, and that this is dangerous. She suggests that we, fix this, we attempt to fix this problem in three ways, studying the major world religions, mastering a foreign language, and thoroughly studying at least one non-Western culture. Doing so will lead to a deeper love for our neighbors in non-Western cultures. Engaging with those in other cultures is loving them well, and this can be accomplished through willingness to interact with their cultural background. My third point is essentially that as Christians, we are called to show hospitality and humility to our neighbors, and this most definitely includes our neighbors from other cultures. What I mean by hospitality is active welcome and making a place for, rather than merely coexisting with and tolerating others. Tolerance only goes so far as to accept that differences exist and not to lash out because of these differences. Hospitality, on the other hand, according to author Luke Brotherton, fosters the respect necessary to allow the validity of one's own tradition to stand, while at the same time attending to the otherness of the other and the ways in which the other is the same as me. This outlook is essential for us as Christians to have when interacting with other cultures. So let's take a look at how we can live up Brotherton's idea of hospitality in our own immersive educational experiences. First and foremost, we should strive to emulate Christ's example of hospitality. In the Bible, we see Jesus practice hospitality to all, but especially to those whom society would view as the other, such as the sick and the marginalized. Not only would he spend time with the outcasts, but he would physically go into their homes to build relationships with them. This picture of love and hospitality should inspire our own approach to other cultures. We should adopt an, an attitude of humility and hospitality rather than tolerance when immersing ourselves in their various traditions. Overall, forming relationships with people who are different from us involves respect, love, and engagement, and it is essential to follow this command in order to live a virtuous life. Some people presume that the detriments of study abroad programs outweigh the benefits. They may point to the idea that study abroad programs have the potential to become glorified vacations rather than educational experiences, or that mere tolerance of another culture is enough. However, when done correctly, study abroad programs are opportunities to broaden one's understanding of the world and the people who live in it. Accomplishing this goal requires one's active participation, humility, and willingness to learn. Furthermore, while it is beneficial to recognize differences between other cultures, and it is perfectly reasonable to disagree with the beliefs of others, mere tolerance is not enough. I understand that active hospitality is more difficult and requires more intention. However, it should be more prevalent in interactions with other cultures because, as I stated earlier, this is what we are commanded to do as Christians. We have discussed how the act of traveling increases global understanding and that one's intentions are important and should not be taken lightly. We have covered the benefits of studying both Western and non-Western cultures and how this can push us to reassess our own preconceived ideas and misconceptions about others. And we have examined how, as Christians, we should follow Christ's call for us to show humility and hospitality to our neighbors. 
but some of you still might be asking how travel and immersion are absolutely essential to these goals. We are all citizens of a very diverse world. In order to adequately understand the diversity of the world around us, it is essential that we study cultures unlike our own. This requires an active willingness to set, our, to set aside our own pride and listen to the viewpoints of others. Furthermore, merely studying cultures is not enough. We must take that extra step to physically engage with other cultures by being with these people and experiencing their traditions firsthand. Therefore, immersive experiences such as international education or study abroad are essential to the human experience because they directly benefit the educational journey of a person, they provide a broader understanding of the world around them, and they increase humility toward and empathy with other world cultures. In conclusion, I urge you all to acknowledge your own ignorance, both of other world cultures and of your own. Adopt a posture of humility when striving to understand diverse cultures, and then take that extra step to physically be in community with those unlike you. May the words I learned from Sister Roz become true for everyone, that we all seek truth first and foremost, then work towards reconciliation in order to foster healing. My hope is that you find opportunities to discover truths like these in your own immersive experiences, growing in global understanding and cultural awareness, but most of all in Christian virtue.